do you think we will remember our earthly lives in heaven, given that there's nothing negative in heaven and this world is so full of negative things and memories? I want to say, I get your heart, but I caution you. I caution you, please don't go there. I've heard this before. I had a friend who um, was told this as, as a teenager. She was told, we were both teens, um, her dad had died. She was told that in heaven, because heaven is going to be bliss, is going to be only beauty and only wonder and only love and no sorrow. Therefore, we wouldn't remember our, our, our old lives. Her dad had died when she was very young. Obviously, this had a big impact on her. So she asked this youth pastor, it was, um, are you saying that when I see my dad in heaven, he won't remember me? And the youth pastor told her, yes. This was one of the things that drove her towards Mormonism. Because Mormonism says, families are forever. Of course, what they mean by that in their theology is some pretty wild stuff. But you see how he thought, I have a great little solution to a, to a problem of me being sad if I remember the earth. So I'm going to teach everybody in the name of me being a pastor, I'm going to teach them all that they won't remember their loved ones when they see them in heaven before God. This did harm. Okay. She had other issues going on. There was other things going on in her life that led her towards that path. It wasn't like this, just this one statement from him is fully responsible for her, you know, stepping into LDS teaching and beliefs and stuff. That was, there was a lot more going on, but it didn't help. <laughs> I would caution you against this. It's not biblical. What's biblical is that we will not have any sorrow. What's not biblical is that we will not have any memories. That is not biblical. And there's some evidence for this in scripture. So in Revelation, there's the souls under the altar. This is in the future. They're crying out, God, when will you bring vengeance for our blood? We're all the martyrs who've died for Christ. For our blood that was spilled on the earth, when will you bring vengeance? And they say, it, they're told just a little while longer. This means that they're dead. They're in the presence of God. They're, they're, they're with each other and God. And they remember their lives on earth and that they were martyred. So here's to me now you could say well this is all symbolic mike it's symbolic but if you're going to like use the word symbolic to like just like squid away from any meaning being in a passage then that's when i'm like nah i'm not with you on that symbolic of what of the longing of those who have already died to see god bring his final justice to the earth that implies that they know what's going on when jesus tells a story of lazarus and the rich man they're both there in this like afterlife location and they're talking about their lives. The rich man goes, I have like, I think it was five brothers, maybe seven. He goes, I have like five brothers, go and warn them. He remembers his past life and it causes him anguish actually. So yeah, we have reasons to remember these things. In the weird passage with the witch of Endor, sounds like a Star Wars movie, right? Um, the witch of Endor in, um, is it second Samuel, first Samuel? At any rate, in this passage, uh, Samuel, it's gotta be second Samuel. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's called up and God effectively brings him up, right? Disembodied Samuel shows up and there he has a conversation and he knows who Saul is and he knows about the history between them. And he knows about the anointing that, you know, all the stuff he did with Saul when he was alive, he still remembers it. Lots of good reasons here to say that the Bible seems to clearly say you're going to remember stuff. You're going to remember stuff. Um, wiping out all my memories to me would not be a solution to make me happy. <laughs> Is that, would that work for you guys? So we need another option. We need another option. So Alberta Gamer, um, here's the other option. There are two ways to get over past hurts. One, forget them. Two, 
have genuine catharsis, um, comfort, and a place of acceptance over all that happened, as well as being in a place of joy where you can see how God used it all together for good. I think that when we are in his very presence and he wipes away every tear from our eye, it's not because there's nothing left to cause to, uh, to remember. It's because we have resolved our hearts over all our issues. Another way to put this is there are some things that have happened in your life, not all, okay, but there's got to be something you can point to where you go, that really grieved me. That broke my heart. I was in tears. That was so sad. That was so hard. And years later, you look back and you go, I, I don't want to go through that again, but I'm grateful now. I'm grateful now for all that happened. And I can see like my bitterness is gone. And there's a sense of joy that's there because of what happened in the end. I didn't enjoy it, but I have peace. We will have peace over the pain we've suffered in our lives. We will have peace over the losses we experienced in our lives. We will have peace over the things we saw happen to others. We will have peace even over those who were in judgment, right? Who rejected God because we will see God's holiness and goodness and perfection. And we won't, we won't be distorted into thinking that he did something wrong in his judgment. Um, we will have peace because we will have his knowledge on those issues, his presence and fellowship with each other. And we will see all that God brought through it. Now, you don't have to have that peace today. You don't have to feel that way right now. But I believe you absolutely will feel that way when you're in his presence. And for now, all you, all you have to do is say, I'll wait on the Lord. He'll strengthen my heart. Eventually, I'll have peace.